Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Tales from the Backlog. It's just me today, no guest, and we're not covering a single game today. Well, I want to talk about a single game, but this is not a normal Tales from the Backlog single game deep dive like you've been accustomed to or become accustomed to. Today we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Super Smash Bros. Melee, which the Japanese anniversary was a couple weeks ago, but the North American anniversary of Super Smash Bros. Melee was December 3rd, 2001. So that day is coming up in a few days. So I wanted to do a little talk about Super Smash Bros. Melee and kind of the the memories that I have playing that game. And this is a good excuse to do the first of what I hope becomes kind of a mini-series on Tales from the Backlog, which is tier lists. If you listen to my other podcast, you know, a top three podcast, you know that I am a list maker. And when I'm not doing top threes, I really, really enjoy tier lists. Instead of picking like, you know, I don't want to really pick like, you know, this GameCube game is better than this GameCube game and make like a definitive ranking. I think tier lists are a cool idea for that. But first, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Smash Melee, in my tier list, as far as GameCube games goes, is an automatic S rank. It's the inspiration for this. Smash Melee, to me, is... I'm not going to be like a Smash gatekeeper and say that this is like the Smash Brothers game that like, you know, I like playing Smash Brothers, but I don't want to play any other Smash Brothers game because like, it's, you know, Melee or nothing. I'm not one of those people. Those people can get out. Um, I, If you're going to ask me to play Super Smash Brothers, I will actually want to play Ultimate because I think that every Smash Brothers game has become a little bit more fun since the ones before it. And I know that like competitive Smash Brothers people, maybe you're going to say, Smash Melee, you know, there's whatever competitive advantage that you can get in Smash Melee. I don't really care. I love having 600 characters to choose from so that when I boot up Smash Brothers, I can just put it on random and play all kinds of different characters. Smash Melee has, well, let me count them up here. What It has uh, <laughs> 25 characters, 25, and Smash Ultimate has 733. Yeah, give me Smash Ultimate. But... I have a lot of like really awesome memories playing Smash Melee and like the thing I think of first is that me and my brother who uh, my brother kind of grew out of playing video games or moved on to other um, leisure activities I'll say like grew out like video games or some you know child's play or something like that he moved on to other media things 
But when we were kids, we we had a GameCube and we played the shit out of that GameCube. Mostly Smash Melee. Like I'm looking at this tier list here and all of these other games and we played a lot of them, but my like huge memories of the GameCube are playing Smash Melee. So what we did is we would have team battles, me and him on a team versus two level nine CPUs, and we would play 99 stock matches against the CPUs. And those fucking matches would take like three or four hours. And we just had like the best time. We we must have done that at least 10 times. And I, I texted him about it uh, earlier this week because Smash's uh, Japanese anniversary or 20th birthday came up um, in uh, late November. And I was texting him about it and he was like, man, our parents must have been so worried about us. We were just playing like one game for three and a half, four hours sometimes. Like not like playing the same game. I mean like one match for that long and just having a blast. So that's my big memory with Smash Melee. Um, I also really liked the adventure mode in Smash Melee. Like I actually, when I played... um, when I played my first Metroid game, like proper Metroid game that has like an escape at the end and stuff like that, because I never beat Metroid Fusion when I was a kid and I never played any of the other ones till I was an adult. And so when I was playing, I think it was in Zero Mission because it's the first Metroid remade. Uh, I was going through Zero Mission and I got to the escape sequence at the end and I was like, holy shit, this is just like the adventure mode in, in, in Smash and I know some people are listening like that's a, a sacrilege or something like that. But that was the association I had. I really loved the adventure mode. Going through those levels, picking up items, uh, bashing these like these enemies that were on the screen. Like not other, you know, Smash characters. They would just be like, you're going through the Mario level and here's some piranha plants. Go bash them or Goombas or something like that. So I just had a ton of fun with that. Super Smash Bros. N64 was, like, obviously my first um, experience with Smash, and that's what made me fall in love with the series. But Smash Melee was such an improvement, and I think Smash Melee is about the earliest that I would want to go and play Super Smash Bros. again. I'm not sure if I would actually enjoy playing the one for N64 with just how kind of sluggish it feels by even the standards that Smash Melee put forward. And one other thing that I want to talk about with Smash Melee is how the playing it with the GameCube controller kind of became like the default way to play Smash for a lot of people. And that's why Nintendo keeps selling us these GameCube controllers every time a new console comes out because they know people want to play Smash Brothers with that GameCube controller. So I bought the one for the Wii U actually and I brought it to Korea with me. I brought my Wii U when I moved to Korea and I brought that USB adapter and I brought that GameCube controller and I never played Smash Brothers on it at all. But then when I bought the Switch, you can still use that old controller on it. And so when I got Smash Ultimate, you can still use that USB adapter from the Wii U and that's how I played Smash Ultimate. And I played it so much the first week it came out with that GameCube controller that I actually hurt my thumb (laughs) like a gamer injury and I had to like not play games for 
like three weeks i had to only play games like with the mouse uh on the key on the pc here so a lot of good memories playing smash especially smash melee and well, that gamecube controller was weird wasn't it this is kind of stream of consciousness right now if you haven't touched a gamecube controller since like you know the xbox 360 and the ps3 and then like kind of controllers becoming homogenized like an xbox controller and a playstation controller are slowly becoming the same thing like the the difference between xbox and ps2 was huge and that's why i never switched to playstation until the ps4 because i i was so used to those controllers well now anyway the wii u pro controller the switch pro controller the xbox the ps5 they're slowly basically becoming the same thing and then you grab a gamecube controller and you're like holy shit where's the other shoulder button what am i gonna do with this weird yellow c stick like it's just an odd odd controller but it's still so even though we're used to these more modern controllers it's still so ergonomically satisfying love it so there's my little smash melee thing happy 20th birthday smash melee it's a game that's very special to me it's a game that i'm very sad to see people use as like a a gatekeeping source people that want to try to tell you that it's the only smash brothers that's worth playing that's bullshit i i if that's the way you feel about smash brothers i don't know what to tell you please reevaluate how seriously you're taking video games because the new smash brothers games are wonderful they're wonderful games and with that being said let's move into the other gamecube games on the list and i have gone on tier maker and i found this ultimate gamecube tier list and there are like 4000 games on this tier list so i hope you're ready maybe get on a long road trip no i'm just kidding we're not going to rank all of these games but i have i think i counted 42 games on here that i either played or i know enough about to put them in the like have not played and would play tier list or the have not played and no thank you tier list so without any further ado let's begin The first game was Smash Ultimate, and that is an S rank. We already did that. The next game is Madden 2005. For anyone listening who played the Madden games, this is the one with Ray Lewis on the cover. And this is going in the S tier. And before y'all do jerk off motions at me, anyone who used to play Madden knows that those games actually used to be really good. And there was this golden era of Madden from about 2002 to 2005, I think, actually, 2005 is the last good one. 
when Madden made the switch to like the next gen, you know, the Xbox 360 and stuff like that, there was one with uh, Donovan McNabb on the cover. And that was the beginning of the end for Madden. And this was back when they were still innovating a lot each year. Like, of course, they updated the rosters, but each year had some gameplay innovation too. And 2005 was the year that, number one, they fixed Michael Vick. They made it so Michael Vick was not Bo Jackson from Tecmo Bowl. And they introduced the the passing cone, which uh, would highlight a certain part of the field. And if you were throwing into that like highlighted section, uh, your passes would be more accurate. And if you had a great quarterback, the whole field was lit up. So you could just, you know, if you had Peyton Manning, you could just throw wherever the fuck you wanted. No problem. I'm a Browns fan though. And so uh, around that era, 2005, oh, that must've been like off the top of my head, maybe the Jeff Garcia years or even worse than that so needless to say that passing cone was not very friendly to me but that game ruled i think it was the last like great madden game i played it a ton very good next up is super monkey ball which is going in the a tier super monkey ball good game i'm gonna buy the new one on switch sometime and I actually never owned Super Monkey Ball, but I played the shit out of it at every time we would go to the mall and we go to the like, electronics boutique and they'd have those demo stations set up. Super Monkey Ball was always in there. Good fun. Good fun. Next up, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 is going in the S tier. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Great game. And... This, I think, was the last of the great Tony Hawk games until those remakes that came out this year or last year, sometime during the pandemic. It all runs together. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 introduced manuals so you could combo your tricks for longer. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 was the one, I believe, that introduced reverts. Is that what they're called? When you could go over the lip of a ramp and go down the other side and continue your combo no 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 is when you come down on a ramp and you press the trigger button and your guy would like do a little turn on the board and that would continue your combo so you could do that into a manual and continue your combo there i played tony hawk pro skater 3 on the gamecube and the Game Boy advance good games on both systems next up is ikaruga and Ikaruga is going in the have not played but would play. It looks super interesting. I know it's probably impossibly difficult, but I want to try it. That color switching to make yourself invulnerable against certain colors of uh, bullets, that's a very cool mechanic. I've seen other games like borrow that for special uh, sections, but I've never played the source. So I, I do want to try Ikaruga. I'll never beat it, but you know. Soul Calibur, let me zoom in here. My old eyes can't see which Soul Calibur this is. This is Soul Calibur 2, it looks like. Soul Calibur 2. And I only put this on the list because I want to put it in the haven't played, no thank you, because fighting games are terrible. Moving on. Mega Man X Collection. Mega Man X Collection. 
Uh, this is going to go in the C tier for me. Um, I played a couple of the Mega Man X games. I bought the collection on Switch. And this is my opportunity on my podcast to kind of say that I think Mega Man games are too fucking difficult. And I think that people's, like, nostalgia for Mega Man is based on, like, growing up and not having any other games and being like, well, I better learn how to play this game. If that's, you know, if you played Mega Man for the first time as an adult and you disagree with me, let me know. Let me know, like, hey, Dave, actually, no, you suck. Because um, that's <laughs> that's possible. I just think those games are impossible. Next up is Fantasy Star Online 3. And this is in the haven't played but would play because my man Aaron Angle loves him some Fantasy Star. When I would go over to his house during uh, like kind of early high school years, he was always playing some Fantasy Star on his uh, on his GameCube. So I will put it in the would play because of that. Next up is Mario Power Tennis. And I did not play this and I probably won't play this. I kind of looked up some gameplay of it and I'm just not really interested in like the the gimmicky stuff I saw. Mario Tennis is fine. It's not the best Mario sports series. We'll talk about a few other of those as we go. Next up, Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime's going in the B tier. B. Uh, I forgot to say I have this ranked S, A, B, C, F, and then the haven't played tiers. There's no D tier because I just didn't want to make another row. And honestly, if I'm going to say something's a D, I'm just going to say it's an F instead. What's the difference? So Metroid Prime B tier. I did play this back in the day. I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty fun, pretty uh, frustrating. I didn't like the combat that much and I never beat it. But I think it is kind of an interesting game. I think Metroids are much better as 2D games. I will say that. And if they re-release this on Switch, like it's been rumored for the past 30 years, I will probably play it, but no guarantees. Tales of Symphonia is next, and that's in the have not played no thank you tier, mainly because I just, I don't have room for another huge JRPG series right now. And like, if you play a lot of video games, you got to be honest with yourself sometimes about what you actually have time and interest in playing. And I know there's a lot of people that like the Tales series, but there are other JRPG series that I would rather play first and realistically speaking I only have room my the rest of my life to play so many JRPG series and Tales is just not going to make the cut next up is The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker and Wind Waker is going in the A tier for me Wind Waker is going in the A tier and so my story with Wind Waker is when I was a kid I was real butthurt about the animation change. I was one of those. And so I didn't play Wind Waker. I abstained, forcefully abstained from playing Wind Waker until the HD re-release for the Wii U. 
where I played it and I thought it was really fun and I enjoyed it. I recognized that I was wrong back in the day. And, uh, but, uh, my kind of opinion on 3D Zelda games has shifted, especially since Breath of the Wild came out. And I think Wind Waker is one of the better 3D Zelda games, but I think them as a whole have, like, basically fallen down at least a tier for me. I can't think of a 3D Zelda game that I would say is an S-tier game anymore. That's just the way I feel. I am currently replaying Majora's Mask, though, very, very slowly, so maybe that will change my mind. Breath of the Wild kind of, like, you know, this series were getting stale, and Breath of the Wild was such a breath of fresh air. And we'll talk about one of the other ones uh, soon. Next up is Pikmin. Pikmin. Um, I'm putting this in the have not played and no thank you tier. The reason why is because I played the demo on Switch for Pikmin 3 and I don't like that gameplay. It's not interesting to me. So I don't want to go back in time because I really doubt that the first game is super interesting and then, you know, the later ones with better technical capabilities or better creative iteration. I really doubt that the first one does something that the third one uh, was really missing. So, no thanks, Pikmin. I know a lot of people liked it back in the day. Also, the... Whose idea was it to name it something so similar to Pokemon? Just making life miserable for grandmothers across the country, trying to buy Christmas gifts. And if they got confused, (laughs) here's a segue for you, professional podcasting shit right here. If they got confused looking for Pikmin and accidentally picked up Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, which is a oh, this is tough this is uh this is going in the c tier if they accidentally picked that one up someone was going to be disappointed whose brilliant idea was it to put this like corruption mechanic on the pokemon you catch making it so like you catch a pokemon or you you obtain a pokemon in the game and then you have to do fucking busy work to make it so you can actually use it Horrible idea. Why? I've been dreaming about a console Pokemon game for the longest time, and I got real excited when this XD Gale of Darkness came out, and then it sucked. You know what? I'm putting in the F tier. Fuck that game. All right. (laughs) Next up, Star Fox Assault. Yeah, Star Fox Assault. I was making sure I got that subtitle right. Star Fox Assault goes in the B tier because it's Star Fox on the GameCube. The air battles were cool and it would be an S or A tier game, but Star Fox should never take place on the ground. Horrible idea. Nope, going in the C tier. Bad idea. I don't want to run around as Star Fox. He's Star Fox. It's in the name. He should be up in the stars, not on the stars. Give me a fucking break. I almost went into a Jerry Seinfeld routine right there. He's Star Fox! He should be on the stars! There we go. Uh, let's see. Mario Kart Double Dash. 
Mario Kart Double Dash, as salty as I was, and as much of a... I complained about Smash Brothers gatekeepers earlier, I was a Mario Kart gatekeeper when I was younger. N64 Mario Kart or nothing. Uh, Double Dash was fine. It was fun. It's Mario Kart. I was just trying to be interesting by hating things back in the day. You can tell it worked out for me. That's an A tier. Mario Kart Double Dash. It's Mario Kart. What are you gonna what are you gonna complain about? Let's see. Let's see. What's next on the list? Uh Killer Seven. Killer Seven. This is going in the haven't played but would play tier list. Haven't played but would play. And I have a guest on an upcoming episode, sneak peek, that is talking about Killer7. Their name is James, and James was talking about how cool Killer7 was. And I was really interested while they were talking about it. And I was very like, hey, this, you know, I was looking at the artwork while they were talking about it in this like cell shaded uh, kind of graphics and this weird gameplay and then they said it's like kind of got some adventure game elements mixed in and it's made by uh, Suda51 who just makes fucking oddball games that no one else would ever think about so yeah Killer7 have not played would play sneak peek for an upcoming episode a guest kind of talks sugar about Killer7 and yeah Next up is Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, and this is going in the haven't played and no thank you tier. And this is because I have played a few older Fire Emblem games, and I assume Path of Radiance is part of the Weapon Triangle era of Fire Emblem, and I hate the Weapon Triangle. I think it's a terrible mechanic. It's like you know, just rock, scissor, paper, it's like Pokemon, but way less interesting. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which kind of got rid of the weapon triangle, still has resistances and weaknesses, and, you know, it's not a giant departure from weapon triangle nonsense, but, yeah, I don't really have the urge to play an older Fire Emblem game. Let's find a game that I did play. SSX Tricky. SSX Tricky is a weird one to talk about because I will just say some of those characters would be problematic these days, I think, like the way those characters are. The game is super fun, was super fun. I enjoyed playing SSX Tricky as much as I enjoyed playing any uh, Tony Hawk game, but the other SSX games I played didn't have the same feeling as Tricky, whereas the other Tony Hawk games I played were mostly also fucking awesome. So, I'm putting this in the A tier. Yeah, I think that's where it belongs. That game was a ton of fun. Maybe problematic these days, but yeah. Next up is LEGO Star Wars 2 The Original Trilogy. LEGO Star Wars 2 The Original Trilogy. Anyone who plays who has played Lego games knows that those those games slap. Absolutely slap. That's an A-tier game easily. It's not, you know, 
one of my favorite gaming memories on the GameCube, but LEGO Star Wars for the GameCube, good. Next up is Animal Crossing for the GameCube. I can't read the subtitle because it's really small and I didn't play it and it's going in the no thank you column. Uh, This is my chance on the podcast for now to talk about how I dislike Animal Crossing and I dislike any game that is like Animal Crossing. I have no desire to build something and show it to people and that's the whole thing. A lot of people seem to like Animal Crossing as kind of a meditative, you know, check-in for 20 minutes every day type of game. That doesn't really appeal to me either. I have my own games that bring that meditative aspect. So I feel like I probably should talk about Animal Crossing if we're talking about the GameCube. It's, But I never played it, never interested in Animal Crossing. Next up is Doshin the Giant. Doshin the Giant. Which, uh, if you d- if this doesn't sound familiar to you, Google the cover and you'll see that yellow dude who's in Smash Brothers all the time, as like an item or an assist trophy or uh, probably a spirit in Smash Ultimate. So just on the strength of that, I have no idea what this game is about, but I would play it. <laughs> so it's going to be haven't played, would play. That's right, Pikmin, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing. Tales of Symphonia, I won't play those, but I should try to find a ROM of Doshin the Giant and play that. Moving on. Super Mario Baseball. The baseball game is going in the B tier, Super Mario Baseball. That game was pretty fun, but it wore out its welcome. I don't remember there being a whole lot of different modes to play or like it just kind of like once you played it for a little while you get it you get the point and that kind of desire to play that kind of went away that is not the case for the other mario sports game that i have yet to talk about which is super mario strikers now strikers is going in the a tier because it was a ton of fun arcade soccer is awesome And making the kind of Mario Sports version of soccer was so much fun. I loved that game, Super Mario Strikers. And it's called called Mario Smash Football on this, which I take it is like maybe the European variant of the name. Super Mario Strikers. Good-ass game. The next one is Wario World. Wario World. And I was looking this up because I didn't remember this, but I do love Wario games. Like the the Game Boy Advance Wario games were a lot of fun. So I was looking this up and it's like a 3D action platformer that got pretty good reviews. So it's going and they haven't played but would play. Like if I get the GameCube emulator running, my priorities are (laughs) Doshin the Giant and Wario World. I want to see what this is all about. Next up, is Luigi's Mansion, which I never actually owned Luigi's Mansion, and I never actually played the whole thing, but this, like Monkey Ball, this was the constant, like, my family and I would go to Walmart, like, once a week or once every two weeks, 
And I feel like for a long period of time, those GameCube demos they had at Walmart, you know, the ones where you're standing and you're, your neck is craned so you're looking straight up at the ceiling those always had luigi's mansion so i played like you know at least three or four hours of luigi's mansion over the course of many walmart trips and that game was fun i didn't like it enough to buy it but it was fun i didn't like it enough to ask for it for christmas or something like that so i'm putting it in the b tier and i I didn't like it enough to want to buy luigi's mansion 3 on the switch but it's going in the B tier. Why not? It's fun. And good for Luigi, finally getting his own game. Next up is Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, which is going to go up in the A rank. I think that that Mario Golf game was a lot of fun, and you could, if I'm remembering right, you could transfer your player from the Game Boy Advance version into the GameCube version because you would go through maybe this was the Game Boy Color and the N64 version now that I'm remembering it but whichever one's right you guys fact check me let me know if I'm wrong I'm a big boy I can handle it you could like go through the RPG and you build up this super golfer and then you like bring it into the you know the console version of the game and just fucking wreck shop you're like Happy Gilmore basically Okay, coming back with a game that I know some people are listening to this and thinking, like, when is he going to talk about Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door? Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door is, in my opinion, by far the best of any of the Mario RPG games. It's better than Paper Mario for the N64 It's better than the Paper Marios that I played, or not, sorry, it's better than the Mario and Luigi games, including Super Mario RPG, which I think is actually a pretty bad game that's very much buoyed by nostalgia. Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, though, really, really good, going in the S tier, and I am pretty sure that even if I played it today, I would feel the same, that it's a very good game. Come on, Nintendo. Put these on the Switch. What are you waiting for? Next up is... Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. So this is a tough one. Because I've never played any Resident Evil game. At all. If you've listened to the show and you listen to me talk about some of the walking sims you listen to me talk about firewatch or you listen to me talk about soma you know that i don't like to be scared and so resident evil as a series was never a game that or a series that appealed to me i played the like the stand-up arcade version at like dave and busters and i thought that sucked like time crisis is way better as like kind of a rail shooter experience um resident evil 4 i've never played and i know this is the game that like this is like a pantheon level game for a lot of people and i never played it because i don't like res i don't like scary stuff and like over the years i've kind of checked on like you know maybe i should try it and there's a couple things that's keeping me from playing it number one how long to beat.com says it's like a 25 hour game which is insane for a third-person shooter insane 
maybe it's 20 hours. It's still a long ass game for this type of game. And number two, I've looked at the gameplay. I can see where like third person shooters that came after it really modeled themselves after what Resident Evil 4 did, but it really doesn't look good at all to me. The enemies look super bullet spongy. That's something I hate in shooters in general. And it just just doesn't look very fun. So I'm going to put this in the have not played but would play. Because I am curious. And if I ever do think like, hey, I want to take a tour through uh, important games. You know, a history tour, basically. This is on the list. So I'm not ruling it out but probably not. Next up is Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes. I will also put this in the haven't played but would play list, partly because, like, I do have this morbid curiosity to, like, play through all the Metal Gear Solid games. I never played any of them, except for I played about an hour of Metal Gear Solid Five. Ground Zeroes, I think it's called, and I hated it so much. So I know the older games are probably different, so I am curious. I know that a lot of people say the older Metal Gear Solid games are good. I am down for Kojima nonsense. I'm absolutely down for it. I love Death Stranding. So I would play Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. I would. Next is The Legend of Zelda The Four Swords. And by all accounts, I hear this is good, but you have heard my stance on multiplayer-only games in the past or games that are, like, built to be played multiplayer. Will not. Probably cannot at this point. Where am I going to find two to three other players to play Legend of Zelda Four Swords? I'll live without it. So it's going to haven't played but would play tier. Okay, getting into the last few games on here, we are going to have Final Fantasy The Crystal Chronicles in the have not played and no thank you. I think this era of Final Fantasy is bad. That's right, early 2000s Final Fantasy is bad. You heard it here. Didn't get good again until Final Fantasy X. I did not play these games as kids, as a kid. <laughs> kids, plural. I didn't play these games until I was an adult. That counts 7, 8, and 9, and I don't really like any of them. I like 7 Remake. I like the characters and story, but the gameplay is just so tedious and simple and difficult in the worst ways. That's how I'll describe it. So, Crystal Chronicles by association, no. WarioWare. WarioWare is going up in the A tier because WarioWare is a genius series. Absolutely genius. The fucking madmen that came up with this, they should get statues built to them right next to that dog in uh, at Shibuya Station. Put up statues of everybody who worked on invented the WarioWare series because those games rule. The one on the Wii, I think, is the best one because playing multiplayer and passing nunchucks is the way to go. It's, <laughs> it's so good. And let's see. 
two more, actually two Zelda games to finish this out. The first one is the Legend of Zelda promotional disc, which had, let me see if I remember this right. It had Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and a demo for the Wind Waker. And while I said that I have a complicated kind of history with 3D Zelda games, to get those four all in this one thing and a demo for Wind Waker, which I assume people wanted, that's uh, got to go in the S tier for me. Has to. Majora's Mask is something I still am enjoying playing right now. I kind of feel a little bit less enthused about Ocarina of Time as I get older. I have those great nostalgic memories of it, but you know. And uh, I think Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 are examples of old video games that were good because that's what it was at the time. But I think the... I think video games have so far like outpaced those games as like enjoyable experiences. I tried to play both of those on the Switch online service and they are just not fun. I don't I don't know what to say other than that. They're not fun and enjoyable experiences. So uh, actually we'll we'll move this down to the A tier because it has uh half games that I am at least somewhat positive on and two games that I think are bad old video games. And last but not least, we have The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which did come out on the GameCube. I assume most people played it on the Wii, but not me. I played it on the GameCube because I hate motion controls. And seeing my friends playing Twilight Princess on the Wii and using the kind of Wii mode to shoot the bow or you know, flicking their wrist to swing the sword looks awful to me. I hate it. So I played it on the GameCube. I enjoyed it back in the day. I was, you know, I told you before I was a Wind Waker graphics hater, so I was very happy to see them go back to a more kind of air quotes realistic graphical style. I really enjoyed a lot of the boss fights in Twilight Princess. However, I did replay it when they did Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U and like I've had I've thrown out some hyperbole here on this episode so far I f- fell asleep multiple times playing that game and if that's not a sign that a game is boring and or bad I don't know what is if you're falling asleep while playing it so Twilight Princess is going to go in the... Oh, it's going to go in the B tier for me. There's a lot of enjoyable parts. It is a big offender in that, like, you know, you get an item. You only use that item for that dungeon and that boss fight, and then it goes away forever. It's a huge offender in that. But I do enjoy a lot of the boss fights. I like the spectacle in a lot of the boss fights there. Some of the puzzles were fun. I like being Wolf Link. I hate all of the story and cutscenes that go along with being Wolf Link. Yeah. B. Solid B. Let's see if there's anything on this list that I didn't talk about. 
Fantasy Star Online 1 and 2 that can uh, go in the haven't played but would play. Shout out to my buddy Aaron Angle. And I think that's about it. There's actually Pikmin 2. People say Pikmin 2 is like the best of the series, I think. I'm going to put that in the haven't played but would play list. Why not? If it's the best of the series, that's what people say, then why not? Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. I remember playing this because I played all the Tony Hawk games up until Underground. I don't remember... I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't remember it. So I'm not even going to put it on the list. It's going back down in the junk pile with uh, Billy Hatcher (laughs) and The Sims 2 Pets. Hang down there, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. So... Thank you for kind of uh, sharing memories with me um, about Smash Melee. I wanted to kind of share my experience with that. Thank you for sticking through this tier list. So kind of to reiterate, let's say the the top levels, the S tier and the A tier. In the A tier, I have Super Monkey Ball, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, Mario Kart Double Dash, SSX Tricky, Star Wars, the original Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy, Super Mario Strikers, Mario Golf, WarioWare, and the Zelda promotional disc with those four games and the Wind Waker demo. And in the S tier, only four made it to the S tier in my very scientific ranking process. Smash Melee, Madden 2005, fuck the haters, Madden 2005 was great. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Oh, and there's just one more game that I need to put on the tier list. Maybe you're thinking in your head, hey, Dave forgot Super Mario Sunshine. Well, Dave did forget Super Mario Sunshine. Dave came back four hours later to record this little addendum about Super Mario Sunshine. So the fact that I forgot it should tell you something, you know. So let's find out where Super Mario Sunshine belongs on this list. And we'll put it in the... Yeah, it's going in the F category. It's so bad that I forgot it when making a GameCube games tier list. Now, is it a horrible game? Is it the worst game ever made? Probably not. No. Is it the worst Mario game? Yeah, definitely. Is it, does it deserve to be in the F tier for them making a Mario game that's not fun and actually pretty tedious to play? Yes, 100%. So, right there next to Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness in the F tier, and people wonder why they say the GameCube was a failure. Look at those two flagship franchises down there. So, Super Mario Sunshine, F. Thank you all for listening. I'm going to post the link to this tier list on my social media when this episode goes up. So if you want to make your own tier list and send it to me, or if you want to yell yell at me because I put Metroid Prime or uh, something like that down on the list, go ahead and be on the lookout for the next episodes to come out. I'll be posting the December schedule very, very soon. 
So be on the lookout for that. We have some good episodes coming up in December, some very good guests. And yeah, thank you for listening. If you would like to support Tales from the Backlog, the best thing to do is to tell people about it. Tell people you found a video games show that you like or tell people, hey, this fucking idiot made a GameCube tier list and it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Or you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other podcast platforms that allow it. You can check out Tales from the Backlog on um, Good Pods. Yeah, a little social media platform built around podcasts where podcasters and listeners can talk to each other and share episodes and stuff like that. Mash up social media and podcasts. So do that. Subscribe if you haven't. Talk to me about the tier list on social media. I will be happy to defend my choices or cry silently. You'll have no idea because we're not face to face. So thanks for listening, everybody. See ya.